In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You are advised that any view expressed by the host or their guest are not necessarily the views of the owners or management of Toginet Radio, Togi Entertainment, or the Owners Group, Inc. It's time for Paying It Forward with Josephine Jirasi. Everyone has learned lessons in life during their lifetime. Some good, some bad. But from everyone, there has been something learned. And now it's time to share that knowledge. It's called Paying It Forward. Here, these lessons learned are then paid forward to you. With you, Paying It Forward too. Josephine put her professional career on hold after the birth of her first child and turned her attention to being a full-time mother. Well, three kids later, Josephine started her own company, MyMomKnowsBest.com and Glovies, but was dismayed by a lack of information that people would share to help entrepreneurs be successful. That's where Paying It Forward was born. This is Paying It Forward on Drugginet.com. And now, here's your host, Josephine Jirasi. Well, good morning, everyone. I am so excited about my show today. I'm always excited, but today I have a very, very special guest. So as I always do, I'd like to start the week off with my business tip. So I was just wondering, this morning I was thinking, I have so many business tips, I wanted to pick a really good one. And what I decided was, I would share with you, my listeners, what I actually have been working on this week. As an entrepreneur, we have so many ideas that sometimes we could drive ourselves crazy. So what I decided to do was I created an Excel spreadsheet and I divided that Excel spreadsheet into the major business topics such as marketing, sales, social media, etc. You get my idea. And what I did was any time an idea would pop into my head or let's say I was reading an article and um, there was a really good, it referred to a really good website, I decided I would take that information and put it under my topic. And what I plan on doing is allow allotting a certain amount of time each week on a certain day that I would go to that list and I would review it and check it off. So far, so good. It's creating a lot of sanity. And what it's doing is it's helping me clear out my mind. So with that, I'd like to share that as my business tip of the week. Go maybe today, tomorrow, sit down with an Excel spreadsheet, jot down all of your words so you can clear your mind and become creative. Okay, so now I am so excited to introduce my guest, whose name is Jason O'Neill. So When I was um, looking up some, you know, I had in my mind that I wanted to get a really great list of guests for my show. And out of nowhere, um, I got an email. And the email was from Jason O'Neill. He's a 14-year-old entrepreneur. And I am so blown away by him that immediately I shot him an email and invited him to be my guest on Paying It Forward. And I can assure you that today we are going to have one solid hour of business tips that will blow blow your mind that they're coming from such a young entrepreneur. So let me just give you a little bit of background. So um, one of my favorite questions to ask my guests is, did you ever own a lemonade stand or a paper route? And the answer with Jason is an absolute yes. 
He's only 14 years old, and he started four little businesses, or I should say five, but we'll get the exact count from Jason when we get him on. But with that in mind, I just want to um, let you know that Jason not only is a founder of Pencil Bugs Plus, he's the inventor of these very creative um, erases for pencils, but he is also an author. I'm so excited for him because he just came out with an incredible book called Bitten by the Business Bug, Common Sense Tips for Business and Life from a Teen Entrepreneur, and we'll learn lots more about that. So with that, Jason has received a lot of national media attention for his business as well as several awards. He was even the Young Entrepreneur of the Year at age 11, and he was named Forbes top 10 list of role models, 18 and under, when he was just 12 years old. Now, how amazing is that? Jason enjoys speaking at schools, organizations, and large events, sharing his story, inspiring and encouraging people of all ages to try their ideas and give back to their communities. He, um, we, I also want Jason to actually go into more detail about this whole fundraiser that he started and the free bears that he gives away. But I'm going to allow him the opportunity to talk more about that. So with that, I would like to introduce my listeners to Jason O'Neill. Good morning, Jason. Good morning. Thank you for having me on. Well, thank you for getting up so early, Jason. Uh, There you are in California, and it's 7 o'clock in the morning for you. And I so appreciate you doing this, but you have that entrepreneurial spirit, and I know nothing's going to stop you. (laughs) So, Jason, tell me something. Um, What on earth made you go into business at such a young age? I wasn't actually planning on starting a business. I, I did have the lemonade stand and hot chocolate stand when I was really little, and recycling, and that was just kind of making one-time money. But the pencil bugs, my mom was doing a craft there. I wanted to help her paint the product that she was making. And I thought that if I did, that should give me part of the money. And I was only nine years old. And I thought that, well, I get some money, that's it. But she said I had to come up with my own idea. So pencil bugs were what I came up with. And from that, it just took off, and I wasn't even planning on starting a business. It was just I made some money, made a cute little product, and that was it. But one thing led to another, and finally I'm where I am today. Well, I, Jason, I love the story of how you made your first pencil bugs and you shipped them off to your grandmother who actually sold them for you and how she was so impressed with how quickly they sold at that little craft fair. And I, I just want to know, like, how surprised were you? Were you just thrilled with that outcome? It, it was amazing. And, and the funniest part of it was, as I sent 24 for the craft fair, they all sold out. And my mom's product, which was my original plan of helping out with, she, she only sold two of hers. Oh, wow. How, so that was, I don't know. How did your mom feel about that? Well, she was excited for me and, and how well I was able to do. So she, she kind of focused her attention on helping me with my little idea. I, I think that's great. As a mom, we're always so proud of anything our children do. So I'm sure your mom was just thrilled. 
So, um, Jason, I would like to start back at the lemonade. Well, we talked about the lemonade stand. We talked about the hot chocolate a little. I would love to talk about the other two little businesses that you started when you were a young age because there, I'm going to have a lot of young kids listening to you today and in the future they can download your interview off of the TogiNet site as well as off of iTunes. So with that, you're such an inspiration. I would love for you to share with us a story about selling Christmas CDs. I'm not sure what you're referring to. That, well, that wasn't mine. Um, when um, in your book, in your book, it had mentioned that you were um, selling hot chocolate, correct? Yes. Sometime during Christmas, and that. Oh. Um, okay. Do you want to take I, I it was, from here? I was playing Christmas CDs while I was um, selling the hot chocolate to to get ah. people to come by. Ah, I see. Okay, Jason. So sorry about that. I, I kind of thought you were selling the CDs as well, but no. I absolutely love that idea that you, you had the entire scenario going on <laughs> to yeah. get people's attention to come up to your booth. So I think that's great. So, okay, so that's another idea for kids out there if they wanted to try something. How about your recycling business? Well, in the beginning, it was, I was collecting the family's recycling, and I was separating cans and bottles, and then I would bring them in and then get the money for it. But then I realized there are a lot of other people who don't do that themselves, so I put out flyers that if anybody else wanted to give me their recycling and I, I would take it off their hands, then it would save them the effort of having to go to the, the place and do it or, or waste space in their recycle bin themselves. So that was the perfect idea, and there were, there were some people that did that and some people that got the idea from me to then go go turn in the recycling themselves, which is nice. But that was it was just something I've been doing for a couple years now, and it's, I don't know, just a kind of side little business. It's some extra money. Well, I love that, and I love that you probably learned – one of the best lessons in business at such a young age, it had to do with um, your first customer. And how, do you want to talk about that, Jason? How you realized that one of your first customers ended up moving and there you lost your first customer and how important it was to go out and find new customers, correct? Correct. In the beginning, there were there was one person who... Um, who responded to my flyer the first time I went around and put them out. And I was fine with one person because that was more than I had before. So I didn't put out any more flyers soon after that. And that was going great because they had a lot of recycling and they were doing it pretty often. But then all of a sudden, we didn't hear back from them when we found out that they had moved. So then we had to go around and then put out flyers again. So it would have been much more helpful if we would have continued advertising well, I still had a customer instead of waiting until the first one went away to have to find a new one. Okay, but that is such an incredible lesson. I feel like just from that recycling business, you learned so much. And I love the fact that your parents are behind you so much. And, you know, Jason, we're going to have your mom on later on on the show. But also from the recycling business, 
I read something super important that um, can you talk about your expenses related with the recycling business? Well, the thing was is that because my parents helped me out, I didn't really have any expenses. My, my parents, my, my parents didn't make me pay for the cans or bottles. I didn't have to pay for the gas to get there. So it was, it was basically free money. And it's, yeah. it's good for kids because most people are already buying bottles and cans because that's what they drink. So it's just something that's already there and you just have to take advantage of it. Well, that is just such an incredible, incredible lesson learned. But with that, we're going to take a quick break, and Jason, we're going to be back real shortly. Thank you. Okay, bye. We'll be right back with more Paying It Forward with Josephine Jirasi, right after these on toginet.com. Critical thinking in the real world. What does it take to get ahead and stay ahead of the curve in this ever-changing world around us? Critical thinking in the real world with Janet Hens. Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Central on Toginet. Starting November 4th, Janet Hens is a college instructor, speaker, writer, wife, and mother of three young children. She also has her Master's of Arts in writing from Johns Hopkins University. Janet began her career working for a congressman on Capitol Hill, then moved over to lobbying when he retired. It was through these jobs that she learned about the power of grassroots initiatives, media relations, and public speaking. And then she honed these skills when she became a college instructor. Today, she artfully balances work with full-time motherhood. In the show, Critical Thinking in the Real World, Janet will discuss hot topics and the critical thinking necessary to assess them. Her passion for education impacts her daily life and she'll share that in every show. Critical Thinking in the Real World with Janet Hens Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Central starting November 4th on toginet.com Believe in your fairy tale to make your zing come true. I love it. Debbie Glickman and Deanna Cohen know it. Join these soul sisters Tuesday afternoons at 2, 1 Central, part of the Her Inside Network on Toginet.com. Believe in your fairy tale to make your zing come true. Showcases two sides. One, to help entrepreneurs showcase their products and tell their story of their happily ever after. And two, to interview people who have realized their own fairy tale and doing something to benefit others. This show is here to help folks who have an idea and want to get it off the ground, as well as to inspire people to make the world a better place by doing something extraordinary or out of the box to help others. Both of these entrepreneurs have their own businesses and websites. With more information on their passions and successes, first for Debbie, FairytaleWishesInc.com. And for Deanna, TheNextBigZing.com. Believe in your fairy tale to make your zing come true. With the Soul Sisters, Debbie Glickman and Deanna Cohen. Tuesday afternoons at 2, 1 p.m. Central. Part of the Her Insight Network on toginet.com. Welcome back to Paying It Forward, the show dedicated to helping every entrepreneur be more successful as we discuss accomplishments, lessons learned, and sharing those ideas. Now, let's get back to Paying It Forward with Josephine Jirasi on toginet.com. Welcome back, everyone. So we're back, and I'm talking to a 14-year-old entrepreneur, Jason O'Neill. And Jason, I'm so thrilled you're on my show today. And we were just discussing one of your businesses that you started. It was a recycling business. And I am just so impressed that you learned so many business lessons from that one little business. And the three that 
I can come off the top of my head is you learned all about expenses, you learned about gross sales, and you learned about profit. And those are probably the three most <laughs> incredible things that any entrepreneur should know about in order to have a successful business. So yes, congratulations, congratulations, Jason, on all of that. So Thank you. With that behind us, I would love to move toward um, the Pencil Pals. Let's go to the, because that really is your main business, correct? They're Pencil Bugs, yes. Oh, I'm sorry, Pencil Bugs, but the name of your business is Pencil Pals, correct? Pencil Bugs. Pencil, pencil Bugs. Pencil Bugs Plus. Okay. The business is Pencil I, Bugs Plus. Got you. The product okay, is so- Pencil Bugs. Okay, yes. I'm sorry, Jason. I knew all of this. I'm just reading my notes. Okay, okay. so tell me, where did you come up with the name? I think it's just so creative, and I know one of your business tips is don't go with the first name that you come that comes to your mind. Really, really think about it. Is that what happened to you? Pencil, pug, pencil Pals are actually the first name that came to mind. But after we thought about getting a website and those sort of things and we looked it up, Pencil Pals was already taken. So we had to come up with another similar name that also described the same thing. And Pencil Bugs was even a a better, more accurate name for the product. And the website wasn't taken yet. So we were originally going to use Pencil Pals until we found out that that didn't work out. Okay. All right. So that sounds great. So, Jason, why don't you tell us, so now you have your product created, and you went to the crash um, show, your grandma sold them, and we realized that there was great demand for your product. So, now you go back to the drawing board, and you come up, you go back, and you make more product. What were you thinking as far as how, how else you could sell the product? Can you bring us through the steps as to how you really got your business to be as successful as it is? After the craft fair, I wasn't really thinking about a business and continuing to sell them. I had a few more supplies, so I made a couple more, and I brought them back to school. I was in fourth grade, and I I was going to give some to my friends and use on my own pencil and those kind of things. And other kids saw them, and as kids do, they asked what they were and where they could get them. So kids at school started um, ordering them, and that went on for a while, and then after I saw more and more demand for it, and I was making money at school, then I eventually realized that this should actually be a business, and I think the one thing that was the turning point is that there were a lot of kids who started trying businesses at school because of me, because they wanted to make money too, but one kid didn't want to try his, his own idea. He wanted to buy my business for $100, and he actually had $100 with him in two $50 bills right there, right then and there, and he offered to buy my business, and I had to think about that one, and I turned him down, which is why I'm still doing the business, but that was when I realized that I should continue with this. There's a lot of demand. People want to buy the business. It's, it's a big thing. I should continue. I love it, Jason. What an incredible story. So, okay, so now how did you go about, you know, so what was your next step? So now you know that you have the demand. 
what, how did you continue? Did you just go out and continue buying supplies or did you realize, okay, I need, this is my list of supplies. How can I get it in the cheapest way? Did you start to buy in bulk? How did that work out? Well, the first thing I did was get the business license and tax ID. I had to make sure it was all legal. And then what we, we continued buying the materials from a craft store and, until it got really, really big. And then we started getting it in, in larger um, quantities from direct from the manufacturer. But oh. it, even though I decided that I want to make it into a real business, it still progressed slowly. And one of the great things about being a kid is that you don't have to rush a business and, and put a lot of money into it because you don't need to, um, you, you don't have expenses as a kid. You don't need to pay for a house or for food. So it's, you don't need to make a lot of money very quickly. You can take it slowly. Oh, that's great. Oh, you're such an inspiration. I know there's going to be a lot of young entrepreneurs out there who are going to want to follow in your steps. So I think that's great. That's why I'm trying to like kind of go step by step on how you did it. So that was a great piece of advice, Jason. So you just continue going to the craft store until you built up your demand. And once you built up the demand, then you went directly to the manufacturer of the supplies that you needed to create your pencil bugs. Yeah. So, okay. So now you have this whole inventory. What was your next step? After that, we came up with an assembly line process. That was that was the big idea that was next. We were making them uh, one at a time, and we thought that well, we're only making a couple every once in a while because I was just selling them to kids at school, and that that worked fine. But once people started ordering more, I realized that it wouldn't didn't make sense to make a hundred by making one and then putting it to the side and so on and so forth. So we did all of one step with my mom and dad helping me. And so we would do all of one step. So we would paint them all and then put all the eyes in, put all the antennas in, and it went a lot faster. So that was, that was a big thing that we improved on, which saved a lot of time. Jason, this is incredible. So you created an assembly line. So you were learning how to run your business as efficiently as you can. It's just, I love the fact that you keep everything so simple. But what you are doing with pencil bugs, any entrepreneur out there can apply it to their business. So I'm so impressed with you. So I think that's wonderful. I'm curious, Jason, how much did you sell your pencil bugs for? The craft fair, they were a dollar fifty. It was just starting out. I was, um, I was just trying to figure it out, and then um, I, I test marketed it at school with a little bit less, and I was just trying to figure out the price to see um, how it would work out based on the supplies and the time that went into it, and my. My dad's boss actually suggested to me the the price that I currently have because he w- he was able to kind of calculate all of the stuff that went into it and, and how much it was worth. And he said that um, if if you don't charge enough for it, usually you think that if, if an item is really cheap, that the the quality is not very good. Usually you, you equate quality to the price of something. So he said that. 
don't make it too expensive, but it, it, some things are a little bit more expensive. People will think that it's, it's worth more and it's, it's better. And also, if you don't think enough of your product, that you have, it's, it's this thing you have to believe in yourself kind of thing. If you don't believe in yourself, nobody else will believe in you. So you have to know what you're doing and like what you're doing. Yeah, that's that's so important because, Jason, I can hear it in your voice that you have passion for your business and to be a success as the founder and the owner of your business, you really need that passion. And when other people see that, they want to be a part of it. And I think those were just incredible points. So, okay, so now you have your product. What is the next step that you took, Jason? Did you, is that when you came up with your website? Or um, were you trying to sell them in stores? What was your next step as far as distributing your product? The website was a little while before, um, right when I decided, like right when I got the business license and tax ideas, when I got the website also. My mom designs websites, so she was able to do mine, which was really helpful. And... The next step was I had to figure out more people to sell it to. I was selling it to kids at school, which was a very small amount of people. So I I contacted local newspapers first because a website doesn't do any good if nobody knows about you or your business because there are millions of websites out there, so you need to have people to still know about you. So I I contacted all the newspapers, and, and, and they did an article on me, so that got the word out. And then I started doing um, sidewalk sales outside of, like, Albertsons and Walmart with the source permission, of course. And I would set up there for a couple hours, and I would sell my products to the people. And that was my – it was the first, I don't know, an introduction into the, um, the, the market of people, like, turning you down and, and ignoring you and – and and lots of people buying and it was it was interesting something that I would have never um, learned without having my business so that was great. Sure, I think that's wonderful, Jason. And I think part of the the toughest part of any salesperson, especially you and I, are both inventors, so to speak. You know, we are inventors, and yeah. as an inventor, it really, really is tough to hear that somebody. Your product just might not be for them for whatever reason. But I think the toughest part is that we need to just brush it off and say, you know what? Not everyone's going to love you. That was one of the best pieces of advice I got when I was younger. Somebody, a really dear friend of mine would say, just remember in life, not everyone's going to love you. And if you could just brush that off and move on and focus on the fact that you had so many people come up to that table and tell you that they love your product and they're going to buy it for their kids, they're going to buy it for their grandkids, they're going to put it on birthday presents when they wrap up gifts. I mean, that's what we really, really need to focus on. And I'm so proud of you that at such an incredible age, you got to experience firsthand on what it's like to sell. And I think you mastered it already. So... Anyway, with that, we're going to take another quick break, Jason. The interview's going so fast. 
And I know we have a lot of lot more business tips we're going to share with our listeners. So we'll be right back, Jason. Thanks. We'll be right back with more Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi right after these on toginet.com. It's time to capture the simple piece of the Amish in your own life. Amish Wisdom with Suzanne Woods-Fisher. Thursday afternoons at 5, 4 Central, part of the Her Insight Network. Each week, Suzanne will have conversations with guests about living a life that incorporates principles of the Amish without going Amish. She'll cover the practical, simplicity, slowing down, reducing clutter, putting the brakes on materialism. The historical, how have the Amish survived for 400 years? How can we hold on to what we hold dear? And the spiritual, treasuring important values, honoring the past, and increasing peace of mind. You don't have to become Amish to make personal peace a reality. Amish wisdom will help all of us live a simpler life. For more information, go to SuzanneWoodsFisher.com. With Amish wisdom, Suzanne offers us a glimpse into a world of peace, serenity, and total commitment to family and God. This show just might change the way you live your life. It's Amish Wisdom with Suzanne Woods Fisher. Thursday afternoons at 5, 4 Central, part of the Her Insight Network on toginet.com. Get a jump on what your preschool kids need to know with Let's Get Ready for Kindergarten from Stacy Cannonberg. A mom told me this is the book I've been looking for. This book gives me all the information I need about what my kids need to know. And a private school admissions director said this is exactly what we test on. Google it, get it, and get ahead. Let's Get Ready for Kindergarten. Applauded and approved by parents and educators. Let's Get Ready for Kindergarten is a state-approved teaching tool. On sale now, in stores, or online at cedarvalleypublishing.com. Welcome back to Paying It Forward, the show dedicated to helping every entrepreneur be more successful as we discuss accomplishments, lessons learned, and sharing those ideas. Now, let's get back to Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi on toginet.com. Welcome back, everyone. So, we're here talking to Jason O'Neill today, who's the founder of Pencil Bugs Plus, and Jason, I would love to know, um, I think you do an amazing job as far as social media goes. How important, like how often do you Twitter? How often do you use Facebook? And what is your main purpose for them? The great thing about social media, especially Twitter and Facebook and all of those things, is meeting people and making connections. Twitter is great because it's fast and easy, and I've met all sorts of people who like kids and adults and everything in between and, and a lot of great contacts. So it's a great way to meet people from all around the world. Okay. So I love that. I love that because you have such an incredible message to give out to everyone that you, I, I just think there are a lot of young kids who probably look at you, Jason, and say, wow, if he can do it, I can too. And I do think that the social media is an excellent way to spread your word. So I think you've done a great job about that. So, Jason, is there anything else you feel that you want to talk about as far as your main business, Pencil Bugs Plus, goes before we start moving on to um, the Bears are back in town? One thing I want to tell kids in general or anybody is that just – Keep going and try your ideas. It doesn't have to be brain surgery. It doesn't have to be this big, complicated idea. The simple things do work. Just try your ideas. Oh, I love that. That's so, so great. 
So now, Jason, before we move on, let's tell all of our listeners how they can find you on your website. Well, my website is pencilbugs.com, and my products are on there and everything else that you might ever need. And if it's not, you can always email me or my mom is my mom's email is also on there if you want to ask her a question. And, of course, you can buy my new book or any of my pencil bug products or, or um, donate to my fundraiser for Rady, which I'll be talking about in a little bit. And all of the um, – uh, there's a por- portion of all of the um, proceeds that I receive and all of my products that goes to help Rady Children's Hospital, the kids at Rady Children's Hospital. Great. So maybe now's a good time. Let's lead into that, Jason, and let's tell everybody about your fundraiser because I just, listen, this is what my radio show is all about. It's all about paying it forward, and I just couldn't have thought of a better guest. You pay it forward every day, and I, I love this whole The Bears Are Back in Town, the way you came up with this idea and what you're doing. So can you explain a little more about that and what made you come up with the idea and what's it all about? Every quarter, I buy toys and games and and books and other activities for the kids in the hospital with the the money that I donate. And then at Christmas time, ever since I I started donating to Rady, I wanted to do something extra special and, and super big. And last year, I came up with the idea of donating teddy bears. So I set a goal of raising enough money to buy 250 teddy bears. And I thought that that was a lot. But then by early November, I had enough money to buy 400 teddy bears. And then by December 18th, and my deadline was, I was able to raise over $5,000 to buy 1,800 teddy bears. Way, way more than my goal. And that, that was including my money from Pencil Bugs. And that was amazing. And they was such a big hit with the kids, I wanted to um, do the Bears fundraiser again. So I decided the Bears are back in town is a perfect name for it. And I want to see if I can top last year's 1,800 Bears. I, You know what, Jason? I have a funny feeling you're going to surpass your goal from last year because... I think part of your success is that you are extremely goal-oriented. And it seems to me that when you set a goal, you accomplish it. And that in business is another incredible business step. Just set your goal and, you know, sometimes you can even, you know, reach higher than you ever imagined, which I think is great. So once again... um, what are we asking our listeners to do, Jason? Are we asking them to donate a little money so that we can, so you can go out and buy the bears and distribute them? Well, there are, there are multiple ways, which is all explained on the website. You can donate, and every little bit helps. Um, all of the money will be used to buy bears. One of the things that I've always wanted to do when I donate is not have any of the money go to pay for people's salaries or any other expenses. So every single cent that you donate will go for the bears. Or you can um, donate directly to Rady Children's Hospital, and then they can use it for research and other things that they need. Or you can buy any of my products, and part of that money also goes towards um, the bears are back in town. So there are multiple ways you can donate, and it's all explained on the website. That's great. 
Wonderful, Jason. So, all right. So now we have your um, fundraising taken care of, and I really wanted to get that into the show because, like I said, you're doing so much good for others out there. So, all right. Now we're going to talk about the big stuff, JSM. So how did it feel to be named one of the top entrepreneurs, young entrepreneurs? That must have just been like you were the young entrepreneur of the year at age 11. Well, that was amazing. And it's actually kind of a funny story that goes along with it. Tell us, the, tell us. I, I definitely will. The contest said you had to be 16 or older to enter. They probably figured that younger kids weren't doing businesses. So I wrote to them anyway, and I said that you should consider kids under 16 because they're doing businesses and a lot of other amazing things. And they actually agreed with what I said. So they made a category for under 16, and I was the first person to receive that award. So that was pretty cool. Oh and that, that, that's a good example of, of breaking the rules. It's not breaking the rules in a bad way, but it's something that somebody else may not have thought of that you open up the opportunity for. Wow. So that's great. And congratulations on that. That's a big deal, Jason. And then tell us about being named on the Forbes top 10 list of role models 18 and under. That happened when you were a mere 12 years old. So tell us about that, Jason. The funny thing about that is it's, that was actually, that Forbes actually found me from my Young Entrepreneur of the Year Award. So, so had I not have broken the rules to be able to enter for Young Entrepreneur of the Year, I wouldn't be on Forbes. And uh, marketing is a chain. One thing leads to another leads to another, and you never know who might read something. So Forbes called up, and they, they asked if I, I wanted to be on the, the – well, they, they told me if to, that they were, um, they were putting me on the top ten list, and I was 12 years old. I had to ask my mom what Forbes was. I, I heard of it, but I didn't really know what it was. So that was kind of funny. <laughs> and then when, once my parents explained, I realized that it was, it was pretty big and it was pretty cool. And I was on the list with people like Miley Cyrus and Nick Jonas and Olympic gold medalists. And so these were people that were, were doing big things in our art or recognized a lot. And I was, I was 12 years old and I was doing a business. So that was amazing to be put on there. Wow. I, it's a great story, Jason. And, um, I shot an email to your mom to let her know that I have my kids listening to the show today, and um, you probably are more popular than the Jonas Brothers in my house today, so (laughs) it's kind of funny. So, all right, so we have a lot to talk about, so I'm going to keep moving here, Jason. So, tell us about being a speaker. It sounds like you're an incredible speaker, I could tell just by the way you're talking right here on the show. And um, you must get a lot of enjoyment out of it. Well, speaking is great because it, it's a great way to get the word out about your business or whatever you're doing. And it's a great way to in, inspire people to try their ideas and, and, and motivate people. And one of the great things about 
social networking like Twitter and Facebook is you find people that then, because they know about you, then they will invite you to different events. And I was actually, I actually met this one, um, well, there is a 10-year-old um, film critic, uh, Perry Chen, and I was able to meet him on on Twitter, and that was a, um, a, a cool contact. And then I spoke at the University of San Diego, and, I, and he was also speaking there, so I got to meet him in person. And, it, and Twitter is, is a great network because everything kind of um, what goes around comes around. And then he referred me to um, this um, well, one girl, um, uh, Adora Zitek, uh, and she actually, this is a long chain of events, she spoke at one of the TED conferences. There, it's a big... Um, oh, sure, I know TED. Yeah. It, yeah, and so she's doing a, a TEDx, like an independent TED event, and it's um, being hosted in Redmond. So she invited me and, and Perry to go to be a speaker at that event. So it's, it's one thing leads to another. And the best thing about it is that it's at the Microsoft Conference Center in, in Washington. So it's just one thing leads to another, and I've gotten to do amazing things. Oh, that's great. Okay. So I can't believe how fast this interview is going, Jason. So I would like to talk about your book, Bitten by the Business Bug, Common Sense Tips for Business and Life from a Teen Entrepreneur. So let's, um, we're going to come up on a break real soon. But once again, let's tell our listeners how they can go out and get this incredible book. The book is available on my website, pencilbugs.com, and it is um, an autographed copy, or you can go to Amazon and uh, or order it there, or Barnes & Noble. And any event that I do, I always bring books with me, and I will autograph them there also. So there are many ways that you can get it. Okay, that's perfect, Jason. And what we're going to do is we're coming up on break, but um, I'm going to introduce Jason's mom, Nancy O'Neill when we come back, and um, I would love to get her intake on um, how it is to have such a successful son. We're going to talk about that, and then we're also going to talk about the amazing business tips that you have in your book. So with that, um, I know you have a lot of tips. How many tips are in the book, Jason? There are 45, and those are just the ones that I designated as tips, but there's a lot of lessons in the book. Oh, perfect. Okay, wonderful. We'll be back shortly. We'll be right back with more Paying It Forward with Josephine Jirasi right after these on Toginet.com. Exploring the world from the kitchen counter, it's Kitchen Chat with Margaret McSweeney. 
Fridays at noon Eastern, 11 a.m. Central on Toginet.com, part of the Her Insight Network. Margaret is a busy mom, an accomplished writer, a former banker, and a woman with a heart for charity. Margaret believes the kitchen is more than just the heart of the home. It's the heart of the world, and food is a universal language. Join Margaret each Friday at her kitchen counter as she chats with authors, chefs, doctors, bankers, publishers, artists, and many other interesting people who will not only share what's going on in their lives and professions, but who also will share their favorite recipes. Now, being an adult orphan has touched and changed Margaret in ways beyond measure, yet she turned it into something positive with Pearl Girls. For more information on Margaret and her passion for cooking and charity, check out her website, margaretmcsweeney.com, and her blog, From Finance to Fiction, at blogspot.com. Come hungry for more than just food. It's food for the soul. Fridays, noon Eastern, 11 a.m. Central. It's Kitchen Chat with Margaret McSweeney. Celebrate Green is coming to Toginet, Wednesdays at noon Central Time, starting November 4th. The mother-daughter team of Lynn and Corey will have you going green and loving it in no time at all. As heard on Martha Stewart and Disney Radio and seen blogging for HGTV, Lynn Caldwell and Corey Caldwell-Lipsum are unapologetic evangelists for greening every aspect of life, especially holidays and celebrations. Based on their book, Celebrate Green, they're putting the meaning in the greening with their simple, fun, eco-friendly, affordable ideas. From their start with green Halloween to tips, tricks, ideas, and projects for every holiday, you'll love Celebrate Green. You can check them out online, too, at CelebrateGreen.net and GreenHalloween.org for more information, the newsletter, the blogs, places to shop, cool extras, and so much more. So get ready to Celebrate Green, the radio show with Lynn and Corey, Wednesdays at noon Central Time, starting November 4th on Toginet.com. Welcome back to Paying It Forward, the show dedicated to helping every entrepreneur be more successful as we discuss accomplishments, lessons learned, and sharing those ideas. Now, let's get back to Paying It Forward with Josephine Jirasi on toginet.com. And we are back to Paying It Forward. So, we just had um, Jason O'Neill um, on our show, and I am pleased to introduce to you Jason's mom, Nancy O'Neill. I thought it might be very interesting to have Nancy on our show today to discuss and share with other parents seeking guidance in how and how much to be involved in a talented kid's interests and pursuits. So with that, I'd like to invite Nancy to be a part of our show. How are you doing this morning, Nancy? I'm doing great. Thank you. So, Nancy, I can't believe how successful your son is, and I know you are an incredible driving force behind it. So I'd like to congratulate you also. You must be a very proud parent, huh, Nancy? Uh, oh, my husband and I are both extremely <laughs> proud. It's, it's amazing what kids can do nowadays with the Internet and all the resources that we didn't have when we were growing up. Yeah, it's, it truly is amazing. And I'll tell you, as a mom with three young kids, I'm trying to run a business and um, shuffle my kids around. I can only imagine what's happening in the O'Neill household on, on a daily basis. Well, pretty much, he's still a normal kid, though, a normal teenager. And that's one of the things we try really hard to make sure stays that way because um, anybody doing anything, whether it's sports or music or a business, that can take over. And it's so important, at least for us, to have him still be a normal kid and be 
you know, he goes to school, and I know a lot of kids are homeschooled, but um, they only have childhood ones, and so there's no need to rush things. Yeah, I I think that's wonderful, and um, I love the fact that you are determined to have a balanced child, and mm-hmm. it just seems that Jason has his act together. Here I am interviewing him, and I'll tell you, after doing my research on Jason, I kind of thought I was going to have to tweak my interview style just a bit. And after I read all of his accomplishments, I said, you know what? I'm going to proceed with this interview just like I do with, you know, people out there who have $50 million businesses. And I just love the fact that he is so well-spoken and he, he just seems really accomplished. But my question to you, um, Nancy, is how involved are you in the business? I know you have to be very involved, but how involved are you? Um, actually, probably more so than a lot of people think because kids can't do it by themselves. And since he does go to school during the day, um, we've kind of worked out a system over the past five years that, um, you know, I'll do the day-to-day things because he still has homework and all his responsibilities he has to do when he gets home. Um, and so I'll do the day-to-day things and then fill them in, kind of like, like you would have a virtual assistant, except I'm here for real. So, you know, it's it, in the beginning, I used to think that, well, it's his business. He should have to do all the things himself. And then as I started meeting other entrepreneurs of all ages, they were going, well, I have a person for this, and this one does that. And, mm-hmm. you know, and so they have a lot of people working for them also, no matter what age they are. So I thought, well, why am I trying to make Jason do it all himself? Um, and he's still a kid. So... I started doing more of the day-to-day things, but Jason does know how to do his own accounting. He does his banking. Um, he know, I've even taught him how to do the website because I do that for him, so he knows how to make changes if necessary. But um, and he learns how you know he knows how to do cold sales calls on the phone, and it, he's learned all parts of the business from either myself or my husband. And it's not that he has to do it all, but he knows how to, and that's the biggest learning experience that you can ha- anybody can have from starting a business is learn as much as you can because you might have to do it yourself at some point. Oh, the, I just love that. And Nancy, I always bring up um, one piece of advice that I had gotten, and it's so important, that you work on your business and not in your business. And mm-hmm. it seems that this is more or less what's happening with Jason. It's almost like he's the CEO, and he's being the creative force behind it, and he's outsourcing things that perhaps he's just, he just doesn't have the time to do. And uh, he's, the only difference is he's outsourcing it to his mom, which I think is great. Yeah, and the lucky thing for Jason is, and he tells us too, is that you know if you can get free help, uh, free employees, that's the best kind, and he's got two right here at home. And, you know, yeah. we've been trying to do most of it ourselves because I'm not one for spending extra money, and Jason's very tight with his money. So all the marketing we've done and media attention, that's all been done with no budget at all. And so when yeah. people think, how did you get on all these national and, you know, different media um, somebody even asked me who the PR person was, and I said, that would be me. And he goes, no, you must have some, because I know it costs about ten or 15000 a month. And I said, are you kidding? 
I said, right. no, that's me. And you can, anybody can do it if you are creative and you look at all opportunities. You never turn anything down. And you just have to, you know, go out there. And it takes a lot of time and research, but you can do it. I think this is great. And I do want to give a shout out, you know, to Jason's dad, because it sounds like he has his hands in this as well. So it's a family um, endeavor here. So congrats, congratulations. Yeah. I think it's great. He so does, Nancy. and he does have his own, let me say that he does have his own business, so if people are thinking, well, he has two, Jason has two stay-at-home parents, and that's not true. My husband works a full-time job. It happens to be in sales, so he has that experience to teach Jason, but he's busy, too, so I'm doing a lot of this, you know, firsthand, sure. so. I think this is great. So if it's okay with you, Nancy, um, we're going to go back to Jason, sure. because I would love to do um, maybe the top 10 countdown of Jason's favorite business tips. How does that sound? That'd be great. Oh, good, It's Jason. hard to pick 10, though, because there are so many great ones. <laughs> yeah, I wish, Jason, I wish we had another hour because I think we could fill it pretty easily. But I'm going to stop talking so you can get going because it looks like we're running out of time with our show. So what's your number one business tip you'd like to share, Jason? Definitely number one has to be doing nothing guarantees nothing. You have to try your ideas. If you don't try, nothing can happen. People aren't just going to show up on your doorstep and say, here you go. So the other one is is that you have to make things happen, but don't force things to happen. You have to put yourself out there and make it so that it, it, it's available. Um, make sure you can see all, all the opportunities. Don't be so narrow-focused. Another one okay. is money is good to have, but it's more important what you do with it. People think that it's not worth it if you're not making thousands, millions of dollars with the business. But if you, you donate, help others, you learn a lot from it, that's a lot more important. Another good one is that you should treat people with respect because every person matters. Some people think that just because as you get bigger in a, a company that the big companies don't care about all the little people. And, and this one kind of goes along with it, that without customers, you don't have a business. So you need to make sure that everybody, everybody that sends you an email gets responded to and that you don't ignore anybody. Another good one is that everybody makes mistakes. You have to remember that. And even if you make a mistake, Get over it and, and move on. Don't, don't dwell on your mistake. Yeah, I love that one, Jason, because, you know, it's sometimes mistakes actually help people move forward as long as you can learn the lesson from that mistake. So I love that one. Okay, keep going. It's all yours, Jason. Here's a good life tip, that you should stand up for what you believe in, even if you're the only one standing. Some people think it's, it's the, the go with the crowd, that if nobody else is doing it, I don't want to do it either. But sometimes for there to be a crowd doing it, one person has to start. So don't be afraid to be the one that starts the ball rolling. And then keep going even if you want to quit. I've wanted to quit before, so is almost anybody else. But you have to keep going, and that's why you will make it and be able to do all of those things. I'm not exactly sure how many I've done so far, 
but okay that's okay you know what i love it jason just keep going okay uh, another one is, is don't limit your opportunities some uh, one of the things that i'm i'm speaking about is being too narrow focused that you forget about all of the other opportunities and possibilities along the way and you only think about that one end goal to make sure you're you're open to a bunch of possibilities the other good one is the only bad idea is no idea at all it people think that you have to have this big amazing idea but sometimes simple things do work so don't discount your ideas just because you don't think they're good now, Jason, I have a question about that. When you come up with a good idea, do you have somebody you bounce it off? Do you bounce it off your mom? How do you work that? Well, my mom is, is very helpful, and yes, I, I do talk about these things with my parents. They help me make business decisions and stuff. Okay. So I think that's a great idea, that if you have an idea, that to bounce it off um, other individuals just to get their feedback, but it's got to be somebody that you can really trust. So I think that's great. Do you have one more of um, your paying it forward tips, Jason? I think the one that, that everybody should remember is that sometimes the road getting there is more fun than reaching the end. So have fun along the way. Don't make it that the only way it'll be fun is once you get to the end. Sometimes being able to reach it is, is fun in itself. Wow, that was just amazing. Well, I have to thank Jason O'Neill and his mom, Nancy O'Neill, for being a part of our show today. Jason, I'm going to have to invite you back on my show because you are exactly what my show is all about. So I'd like to thank you so much for being a part of Paying It Forward. And um, before I sign off, I just wanted to let everybody know that next week um, I actually have Lara Galloway uh, on my show. She's an incredible life coach and business coach for mom entrepreneurs out there. So it's going to be a great show next week. And um, also I just wanted to give a shout out um, to some other moms out there that um, are doing amazing jobs. Right before my show, it's Learning and Laughter with Louise Sattler. She's got some incredible fun, fascinating, and educational topics, and um, she's just an amazing mom out there, so doing an incredible job. So with that, I'd like to thank everyone for being a part of Paying It Forward this week. Thank you for being a part of Paying It Forward with Josephine Jirasi on Jogginet.com. This show is dedicated to helping every entrepreneur be more successful. Each week we'll be discussing accomplishments, lessons